Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 23rd. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can also watch on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. If you want to find Rob on Twitter, he's at Rob M. Kendall. And I'm at Casey Daniels 317. So President Biden, he's embarking on his re-election campaign. But while he's doing this, just 33% of American adults say they approve of his handling of the economy. And only 24% say national economic conditions are in good shape. What? Yeah, and this is according to a new Associated Press poll. The, so this poll is, it, it re-establishes what we, I mean, I think anybody with remote amounts of common sense would already come to the conclusion on, but it is nice to see this in print again because, it, it as I said, it reasserts what is widely known, and that is that Joe Biden, through his policies, which have not helped and in many cases severely hurt Americans, is a very vulnerable president, especially in terms of his reelection. Mm-hmm. It also, and I want to get to that in a second, but it also underscores the position of strength McCarthy could have operated from had he chosen to do so in these debt ceiling negotiations. Mm. Look, it's not like you have some beloved president here who people go, hey, everything's working out very well. We really shouldn't touch anything. Just leave it alone and give him what he wants and everything will be fine. People are telling you they want change. People are telling you they want you to get inflation under control. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show this this new poll out where economists say not changing anytime soon. And both sides equally share the blame on this. And so McCarthy could have entered those negotiations if he actually wanted to curb spending, if the Republicans actually cared about getting federal spending under control and got a lot more than what they're going to get if they get anything at all. Because Biden's policies have not worked and people recognize that. And I think many people recognize a big part of it is the magical money printing factory tour that's gone on the past four or five years in the with the federal government. Yeah, and we're paying for it now with inflation, which is at a high. You've got a bad housing market as well. And the potential that the U.S. government could default on our debt. A lot of things going against him. It seems like on every angle, he's failing. And only 40% say they approve of the way he's doing his job. And it's not good at all. Failing. Casey, so that's the first part of the equation. The second part of the equation, though, is the onus that is on the Republicans to not screw this up. And what I mean by that is the somebody can... It's like, uh, okay, last year, this is the best example I can think of off the top of my head. Last year at the PGA, not the one that just concluded, but Mm -hmm. last year, there was a guy uh, who came to the last hole and he had a one-shot lead. And all he had to do, if he made a bogey, he still gets into a playoff. So even if he mildly screws it up, he's still in a playoff. He still has a chance to win the tournament. He hits it the one place you couldn't hit it on the hole, which is into the water on the right side. He could have gone as far left as he wanted to go and still would have had a reasonable chance to make a par. Mm -hmm. Certainly would have been able to make a bogey. He hits it into the water and makes a double bogey and loses the tournament. That's where the Republicans are right now. 
There's a million different ways you could win this golf tournament where it is right now. But the onus is on the Republicans to get a candidate out there who can capture, who can tap into the anger or the disenchantment or just disappointment, maybe is the best word, that the country is feeling right now with Biden and and his leadership. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans don't exactly have a great track record of seizing easy victories. Okay, well, Trump is tapping into that anger with a lot of people. He's tapping into it with the people that he's always tapped into it with. Mm-hmm. He's not, there's there's nothing about polling right now. And again, polling is a snapshot of a moment in time and it can change on a dime and there's forever between now and next November. But there's nothing that shows that Donald Trump is winning new people that he did not win in 2020. And that's what he has to do. He's got to get some of those independents over on his side. Donald Trump did something in 20 in 2016, and I, I remember this vividly because I had been asked by IndyStar. They had a an online panel of people who were asked to go live tweet, and then they interviewed you afterwards, and it was like me and 93 members of the establishment of the Democrat and Republican Party. And so he does that first debate with Hillary, and I'm watching this debate, and I can read the room, and nobody's seeing the same thing I'm seeing. And it's all these establishment people, and, and Trump is in this debate. He's talking to a very specific group of people in what at the time would have been Wisconsin, it would have been Michigan, it would have been Pennsylvania, it, the, the the Rust Belt, Ohio was still a swing state at the time, the Rust Belt states. And so they get done with the debate and everybody afterwards says, oh my gosh, Hillary cleaned his clock. Trump didn't even know where he was at half the time and it was an embarrassment and it's all over. And then they come to me and I said, Trump won that debate. And all the people in the room, ha 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 Trump fanboy says Trump won. And I said, no, what you morons don't realize is Hillary Clinton was debating to the nation. He was talking to specific people in specific states. And where did Donald Trump win? He won in those states. So I'm not I'm telling you somebody with a track record of being able to observe what's going on and being right when nobody else saw it. Trump is not yet capturing the people that he needs to capture in order to win. And a big part of it is because he can't focus a message because he's a giant distraction. Like all the peripheral stuff distracts from his ability to laser message, laser focus his message in this election, which whoever the, like Tim Scott did his announcement yesterday and he's talking about the border and that's fine and that's an important thing. But the Republican nominee for president, they need to get on the economy Mm-hmm. They need to stay on the economy. They never need to get off the economy. Whatever the question is phrased to them, they need to factor, be able to figure out a way to put into the answer, Joe Biden has destroyed the U.S. economy and has killed American buying power with inflation. Well, and that was the message for Ron DeSantis a while ago. He had this big backer who wanted to give him millions of dollars, but the backer said, listen, you got to focus on the economy. We love all the anti-woke stuff you're doing. That's great. But talk about the economy and which one of them are talking about the economy well and the, and so this is the problem right because the primaries oftentimes become silly season and every year every primary season and this is true on the left and the right you get candidates who try to outright or out left no matter how silly it may be because they believe there's a pocket of voters in whatever silliness they're espousing and then it makes it very hard to position back to a group of, of, of uh, I tried to not be Austin Powers and I said position and then I was going to say position again and I <laughs> allow, allow myself to introduce myself. Station. Yes. They, they get, it makes it very hard to, let me 
let me try this one. It makes it very hard to pivot back to a group of positions that resonate with a larger swath of voters mm-hmm. necessary in order to win the election. And so, look, Trump, if tr- Trump, the economy can be a winner for Trump. Trump's the one guy who, the best guy probably to argue on the economy because he's a business guy. But so much of the stuff with him is this stew of murkiness that you've got to fight your way through to get to his actual positions. And I'm not sure he can get to that with people. Well, and the left is hellbent on making sure he doesn't even get the opportunity to talk about the economy. But then there's Ron DeSantis, and I read that he's going to announce tomorrow, officially. Oh, well, I guess that'll be our lead story. Uh, Will it be quite as exciting as Tim Scott? You know, he's got to come out there and be strong in his announcement if he wants to get the attention, because we've been waiting on this announcement. And if it comes out and it's a dud... He's done. Well, but what does that even mean if it's a dud? What is he supposed to be riding around on a bull like he's at the rodeo? I mean, how do you? Well, he's got to get the attention of the Trump voter, right? Because there's that group that's never, never Trumpers. And then there's the group that's the always Trumpers. And so he's got to angle somewhere in there to get those people on his side. Well, it's interesting you say that because Newsmax had a story out about how DeSantis is trying to appeal to older voters who he believes he can pull away from Trump. And they're talking specifically in the story about his uh, things he's done in Florida with prescription drugs and how he thinks that'll resonate. And so it's going to be interesting to see because traditionally in campaigning, certainly pre-Trump, there were a lot of nuts and bolts issues that while not sexy or grabbing headlines, you could win over people based on those things. Like again, you know, uh, social security, uh, prescription drugs, all these kind of core issues to senior citizens. I mean, remember George Bush, it was how many times can we expand Medicare? How, how, how much money can we print to, to, for legalized vote buying of the older people? Um, and there was like, Medicare part A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P at this point. Nobody knows what any of them are. But hey, we did it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's going to work anymore where it's this traditional campaigning of, hey, I'm going to win over these people over here and then I'm going to win over these people over here. And by the time you coalition build, you've got all these groups of people that that can propel you to the nomination. I And I'm saying this out of a, a tr- pure naivety. I don't know in in 2023, 2024, if that traditional form of campaigning is going to work anymore. Well, 60% of Republican and Republican-leaning voters are over the age of 50. And as you mentioned, Ron DeSantis is pushing to lower prescription drug costs in Florida. He actually pushed for the federal government to import cheaper drugs from Canada. And if you are aging and you do have to take medication on the regular, that's going to be important to you, especially with inflation rising, you're getting hit on everything else. Here's a guy who's going to stand up and say, hey, I'm going to try and help you with your medication costs. All right, let's take a break because I said something in the first hour of this show yesterday that multiple people have written about, and it is about Kevin McCarthy's claim that he wants to get people off the couch and back to work. Mm -hmm. And I had pointed out how Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump worked together to literally keep people, able-bodied people on the couch and not work. And people are trying to hit me on this and defend this stuff and they're just 
full of it. And you know how I love to tell the audience are full of it, right? So <laughs> I, I just think it's interesting that the responses I'm getting from people on this. So I'd, I'd like an opportunity to address, to address, address the room when we Next come back. Next week, remind me to ask Micah about humility, what he has to say about that. <laughs> 17 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. minutes after 10 you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and let's take a look at what is trending this hour did you ever watch the Brady Bunch when you were young probably not of course I did Casey did you really reruns I'm like the oldest young person you know I watched it live when it actually aired for the first time but Susan Olsen well that would make you older than you x amount of years old Mm mm-hmm I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Susan Olsen recently did an interview. You might remember her as Cindy Brady. Yes. The youngest of the bunch. Mm -hmm. And do you recall ever hearing a rumor that Mrs. Brady, Florence Henderson, and Barry Williams, Greg Brady, had an affair? Oh, yeah, they went on a date. They acknowledged they went on a date at one point. Like, he he said it, and I think she confirmed it as well, that they went on a date. Okay, it wasn't a date date, though. It was Florence Henderson being nice to a young boy who oh. had a crush on Sure, her. is that what she's saying? That's what Susan Olsen, who played Cindy Brady, revealed. Oh. She uh, put to bed huh, the rumors that there was an affair between yeah. Mrs. Brady and Greg Brady. I dislike the rumors that Florence Henderson and Barry Williams had an affair. Um, Barry had a crush on her. She was very kind to him. She let him take her out. For her birthday, it was completely innocent. She wouldn't have done anything that wasn't innocent. She was a mother. Um, So I don't like the implication that's been out there that something was going on with them. Um, There wasn't anything going on with them except for mutual respect and love. So nothing going on there. The Brady Bunch was clean, okay? Also trending this morning, Graham Rahal. He's going to be driving for Stefan Wilson, who was injured yesterday in that car accident. Where are we at with this? Because on one end, oh my gosh, he got in, and after the emotional thing, and look, I know Graham Rahal, by all accounts, is a fabulous guy, and everybody speaks very highly of him. But you lost, right? Yeah, but they got that opening, so somebody's got to fill it, right? Yeah, but the guy just lost, and he lost in spectacular fashion. If I were an owner of that team, I'd be bringing in an outside driver of some sort. You know I'd be bringing in Casey, and I know he's a little long in the tooth, but I think he's still got it in him. Dick Simon. That's who I'd be bringing in. Hey, you know who's going to be on the show tomorrow? Stingray Rob! Yes! Yes, Kevin, you put it to Kevin to do some producering, and he did it, and he's going to be here in studio, right? Yes, so for those of you who missed yesterday's show, I have a new favorite in the Indy 500. You Mm -hmm. know me, Casey. I love to find an underdog. I do this all the time in golf, and I cheer for them. Mm -hmm. And I said, my man, because he has one of the greatest names in the history of ever, his real name is Stingray Rob. And I said, that is our guy. That is the Kendall and Casey show 
the official driver of the Kendall and Casey show if one ever existed. Mm-hmm. And Kev, he did it. Got on it. Yeah. He booked Stingray Rob, and he's going to be here tomorrow. That's fantastic. Great that, job, Kevin. Yes. I was. I was. I regret all the terrible things I told our boss Matt Hiblin about you yesterday. Great job. Thank you. You got a gold star for that one. Finally, trending this hour is Adam Driver. You remember him? He played Kylo Ren in the Star Wars movies. Why would Casey? I've never seen a Star Wars movie. Why would I remember him? Many. It was very popular, Rob. Many people have seen the movies. Many people. I would thought know that was him. Is he more popular than Harrison Ford in the Star Wars movies? No, but he could be eventually. Oh, because, he's still in the Star Wars well, movies. Well, he could be, right? They're still I, making them. I told you, I because my wife loves the Star Wars, that last year, I think this was last year, I told her, okay, in to as a homage to you, I'm going to try to, and this is very rare for me, Casey, you know, to take an interest in things for other people. Mm-hmm. But I said, I'm going to get outside <laughs> of my box. You're going to be unselfish I'm, with your wife? I'm going to try to watch these... Uh, Look at all I've given my wife. I've totally done so my much. part in this equation. Yeah. She's totally gotten sacrifice. out great in this marriage. Uh-huh. Um, but because I'm a very giving person, I said, I'm going to try to... What are you laughing at? Because that's the interview we should book for the show. It's your wife. Well, she'll be here Thursday, so maybe she'll she'll hop in here and come on with us. Excellent. Is uh, she is she going to come? Oh, in she'll be here Thursday. Yes, Good. absolutely. Good. Um, but so anyway, I said I'm going to watch <laughs> these Star Wars. I'm going to feign interest, you know. And and I said, okay, I know there's a gajillion of them, and they're kind of out of order. Yeah. And I said, what order should I watch these in? And she said, well, why don't you watch them based on timeline? What would be start to finish. So you wouldn't watch the Harrison Ford ones. So you watched first. one, two, three, four, five, six, not four, five, six, one, two, three. No, I watched whatever order in the timeline <laughs> that they should have taken place. And Casey, mm-hmm. I made it about 20 minutes into it, and there was something that resembled a talking donkey oh. that was the main character. Jar Jar Banks. Jar yeah. Jar. What is it? Jar Jar Banks. Jar Jar Banks. Binks. Binks. Yeah. And I, after 20 minutes, said, I cannot. Yeah. It was like Jimmy Smith's was in it mm-hmm. and a talking donkey mm-hmm. that looked like the Eddie Murphy character from Shrek. Yeah, he was disappointing. And then ultimately, somebody sent me a Jar Jar Binks mm-hmm. collector's mm-hmm. Uh, item that is still on my desk in, in the back room. You need to go back and you need to nope. start with four, five, nope. six and I'm, then go to nope. one. Nope, I'm starting with nothing. I gave it 20 minutes <laughs> and even my wife said, yes, this was a terrible approach. You may turn them off now. This was a bad one to start with. Okay, well Adam Driver, he is a Mishawaka High School graduate. He also attended UIndy. He was a U.S. Uh, veteran. He was in the Marine Corps. He is going to be waving the green flag at the Indianapolis 500. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 <laughs> WIBC. Do you want to get into your McCarthy thing no, now? You want to wait? We'll, We've got voicemails yeah. coming up, right? Yes, uh, we'll, we'll save it because uh, <laughs> people are totally... I don't even know if misunderstanding is the right word. What I said earlier about people being bribed to sit on the couch because they totally were bribed to sit on the couch and people are trying to defend You'll what happened during COVID. You'll have your chance to clarify. Yes, the voicemails. Uh, oh, we got, Casey, when yeah. we come back, yeah. we got so many calls about, you know, Jefferson Shreve is the the Republican running for mayor of Indianapolis. Yeah. And he's super rich. Yeah. And we had agreed we need more super rich friends in our life. Right. He's going to be here on Friday. Mm-hmm. And we had pose the question. We're going to bring him Wendy's. Has he ever been to a Wendy's? And again, you can do life-altering topics. We get one phone call. You ask if some guy running for mayor has ever been to Wendy's and 30 people want to talk about that. All right. That's on the way from 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. 
Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It's time to hear from you at 317-684-8444 with your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We got so many good voicemails. You people have totally made up for the disaster that was Friday that we're going to do two segments of the voicemails today. We'll do one at 1030 and Mm -hmm. one at 1130 because there were multiple calls I wanted to get to. But I wanted to start out, Casey. We got a very, very nice phone call from a longtime Democrat who says we have converted him over to the dark side. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've always been a conservative Democrat all my life and have been an elected official. But, Rob, you are starting to make sense to me uh, about the legislature, the state, um, how they're voting, um, about the property taxes, um, and the call for the state has. I don't understand why we have to keep on getting uh, taxes raised. I uh, just don't understand it. And I agree with you total heartily that uh, Trump should uh, not be president again. Um, so that's all I wanted to say. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. I, I agree with uh, about 98% of what you guys talk about. Wonder what the other two percent. Yeah, is. we were pondering that during the break. <laughs> what the other two percent were that he didn't uh, that he did not agree with. But he said a few things that are interesting. Conservative Democrat. Yeah. Hmm? Well, and that's fascinating, right? Yeah. Because d- there is no place for those people anymore inside the Democrat Party. But let's face it, Casey, there really isn't a, pla- a place for conservatives inside the Republican Party either. Right. And then he goes on to talk about uh, the property taxes. And if we've switched them over to the Republican side, well, the Republicans aren't doing anything to help you with your property taxes. Remind me so later. We, he's a man without a party. Yeah. And remind me later, I had a fascinating conversation yesterday. I think we'll do it at 1130 because we got a phone a voicemail about property taxes i talked at length with an appraiser yesterday on how this process works and i will tell you how ridiculous he he just totally opened my eyes to how the whole appraisal process Mm -hmm. assessment process works on how they're raising the assessment and who they're actually hiring in many cases to assess your your property by the way i did file my property tax uh, appeal did you uh this morning yes and you'll hear back in three to Uh, six years i think we know that i will stay on them about getting my day (laughs) in court um maybe they'll just look at it and go he made such a very strong case Mm -hmm. um Believe it or not, Casey, when it involves being in front of government entities for official government business, I'm I'm very professional. Mm-hmm. It, I don't have a, a hard time believing uh, that. It, it goes against every grain in my body, but I do really, I occasionally even put on a, a suit and tie. You tamper down the bravado yeah. when you're in front of the uh, One thing yesterday, so yesterday, remember we announced Friday, Jefferson Shreve, mm-hmm. who is the Republican candidate for mayor here in Indianapolis, yeah. will be on our show. And he's very, 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 very 
wealthy. Yeah, he's got a big wallet. And I, I say that as a compliment, right? I, And he earned it, right? He, you know, wasn't some trust fund baby. He went out and built a business out of college, made a gajillion dollars, all for it. That's the totally the type of person that we need running our society. A guy who earned his money, he understands taxes, yep. he understands economy, mm-hmm. he understands people working, he understands public safety. He understands leadership. Yes, absolutely. And we also pointed out that we uh, definitely need more very rich friends in our lives, and we pondered things we might do with Jefferson Shreve if he were actually one of our good, close, personal friends. Oh, I'm sorry, Rob and Casey won't be at the show on Thursday and Friday. Uh, they're going to be in Tahiti. Right. Uh, Rob and Casey. Do you think he has a private jet? Uh, I, plane? Pr- I don't know if he's that rich. Mm. I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty rich. But I say that as a compliment. We also <laughs> pondered, like, where does the guy eat, and had he ever been to a Wendy's? <laughs> You think he's eating every meal at Ruth's Chris? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, look, <laughs> on a radio broadcaster salary, I often eat at the Wendy's. You go to the dollar menu at a lot of places. Like, my day was made. I came in this morning, opened the fridge, and I saw there's all sorts of food left over last night from Tails at the Track, yeah. so I will be getting a free meal here today. That's why I went to Tails at however, the Track. I got a free dinner. Well, and however, <laughs> if I were worth $400 million or whatever it is, that mm-hmm. would not be something that would be on my radar. I would not be concerned about the free meal, day-old meal in the fridge mm-hmm. from Tales at the Track. Mm-hmm. So we had pondered, has he ever been to an actual Wendy's, which we will ask him on yeah. Friday when he comes in, have you ever been to a Wendy's? And a lot of people wanted to talk about that. Morning, Casey. Good morning, Kevin. Hi, Rob. <laughs> I just want to say I want to put something to the test. You know, I want to put Rob's resolve to the test. When you get your new best friend, the Republican candidate for mayor of Indianapolis in, and you ask him that question, has he ever been to a Wendy's? And if he says yes, mm-hmm. here's where we test Rob's resolve on his new best friend. Casey, I want, to look you, want you to look that man in the eye and ask him, does he put his french fries in the frosty? And let's see how Rob responds to his answer of yes. Because only a real American puts his French fries in the frosty. That's right. (laughs) Y'all have a good one. (laughs) He's so true. But there was a caveat to that. Yeah. You know, Wendy says the strawberry frosty out right now. Mm -hmm. it It only works with chocolate. Uh, by the way, you have totally ruined, uh, because you worked at a Wendy's, right? I did. And you have totally ruined- I was a crew leader. Well, my mother, the other day, when we were going to church, asked me, she goes, what is Casey trying to say about the chili at Wendy's and how it's made? And I, again, tried to explain it to her. Now, you totally ruined that for her, because you you took onus of the fact that it is leftover beef on the grill. It's the patties that don't get sold. Right. Yeah, they just sit there on the grill, they dry out, and then they eventually yeah. go in a bucket. And they get ground up, and the sauce gets added in the beans, and that's how the chili. So, made. congratulations! Your bad mouthing of the Wendy's chili ruined that for my mother. Really? So she won't eat it now. Yeah, well, she didn't appear impressed when I explained. I tried to explain to her why it wasn't actually a big deal. I don't think I had a lot of success with I'm it. I'm sorry, mom. Yeah, mom well, Kendall. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> say it to her face. I'll ruin I've more tried, things spend for an, you I spent like an hour on it with her, trying to explain why it really wasn't that big of a deal. But your adamant persuasion that it it was a big deal um, did it in for her. Another call. This guy, so look, we're kidding obviously. We're just having fun about whether the guy's ever actually been to a Wendy's or not. Mm -hmm. Jefferson Shreve, the Republican candidate for mayor. But somebody took it very, very, very serious. Hey, good morning guys. Another comment for you. Jefferson Shreve, quit picking on him. What? He never goes to Wendy's? 
I have a feeling he does. Uh, true story, he spoke at the Perry uh, Township Government Center before the election, and the wife and I and several other people were privileged to be able to hear him speak and tell his great ideas he's got for when he becomes mayor, and we hope he does because he will make an excellent mayor. But uh, following that uh, presentation he had, we were, had a meet and greet, and we were all talking to him. And as he was leaving, a couple of his assistants, they, he made comment. He said, I'm hungry. Let's go for supper somewhere. And they said, well, where do you want to go, Jefferson? He said, let's go down the street to Red Lobster. Okay, so you got some hush puppies. Okay. Nice. Well, I mean, look, again, we're just having fun here, mm-hmm. and it's not. we don't need to get defensive. Mm-hmm. We're just having a having a good time. You know, but in all seriousness, if you're a rich person, Casey and I would really like to be your friend. (laughs) We'll take you to Wendy's. Uh, One more call for this segment, then we'll get to the rest of these, because there's a bunch of really good voicemails at 1130. Mm -hmm. You had said uh, several weeks ago that you had a conversation with Mm -hmm. someone who is very well respected and very high up in the community in Washington, D.C., in like the governmental community. I'm trying to figure out how to... Describe what this person does without saying exactly. Without giving what they, it away. Yeah, but it's not a. This is not a partisan person. Would it be safe to say this person is intricately involved in the safety of elected people in this country? Yes. Okay. Very good. All right. And this person is not a person who is partisan. They have worked for both Republicans and Democrats alike. Yeah. This is not a person who is wearing a MAGA hat on the weekends. Correct. You would not know their politics if you didn't know them, and you don't even you don't even know their politics all that well unless you have a long form conversation with them. Correct. They would not let you know right, their exactly. politics. Okay. And this person had told you with a straight face, being very serious, again, mm-hmm. not in a political nature, mm-hmm. they were concerned for the president because he has an issue, according to them, with fill in his drawers. <laughs> well, it was it was said to me that it was common knowledge that there's accidents. Yes. And so you're reporting what this So much so that when a motorcade goes by in DC that there are jokes that oh, it's time for a change, a diaper wow. change. Wow. And so again, this is not coming from a person and again, you're certainly not super partisan. You're very fair and very kind. This is a person who is not super partisan. You're simply reporting what someone is telling you who is in a position to perhaps know these sort of things. Mm -hmm. And apparently that set this person over the edge. Oh, no. But you guys have reached an entirely new low in politics. I just I want to compliment you on that. Um, Insinuating without any proof, without any uh, shred of proof that uh, Joe Biden is incontinent. I, 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 I applaud you. That's a new low in Republican politics, and you guys have just mastered that art. First of all, it's cute that he thinks I'm engaged in Republican politics, uh, like because you know I'm such a water carrier for the Republicans and such a fanboy and cheerleader. But again, let me let me try this now, Casey, and tell me what you think. Joe Biden exudes all the characteristics of a person who is super together. He often appears to know where he's at and where he's going. Yeah. Uh, he forms very coherent sentences all the time. Yes. He seems like certainly a person who has a strong grasp on his mental faculties. Mm-hmm. He never struggles to form coherent sentences. He is really a guy that is totally together and in no way 
gives off the vibes or characteristics or traits of a person who has signs of dementia slash Alzheimer's. Correct. Did I do when, it better? Yeah, that, that was good. In, in fact, when he was just in Japan, he said, my son was a major in the U.S. Army. We lost him in Iraq. He was talking about Bo Biden, his yes. son, right? Mm-hmm. Bo Biden did not die in Iraq. That's correct. He passed away at Walter Reed Military Hospital in right. Bethesda, Maryland. Right, that's absolutely correct. So why does he keep saying we lost him in Iraq? He could have said we lost him because of Iraq, due to things, you know, pit fires, burn pits in Iraq. But not he did not pass away in Iraq. And it's just another example of... Well, Joe, he, makes, Joe Biden, he lies all not the time. Have, he yes, lies all the time, yes, Casey. Yes. So yes. he's either a pathological liar or has dementia, which is pro- it's probably a mixture of both. A mixture of both. But this idea that oh, you have you have just totally besmirched this guy. We like, sank to a new low. This guy is lying at a G7 summit. Yeah. And we sank to a new low. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, speaking of singing to a new low, Hammer's going to join us next. (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 1052. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and fresh off Tales from the Track. Hammer joins us in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for coming out last night. Hey, you thanks for letting me like hang. a million damn dollars last <gasps> Thank night. Thank you. Thank and you. Everybody was like, oh, that's awesome. Casey's here. Oh, thank God Rob's not here, too. <laughs> yes, I was out serving my community. What an a-hole, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to piggyback off a conversation you guys were having yeah. about uh, Jefferson Shreve. You were wondering if a man of that wealth has ever eaten at a Wendy's. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that kind of sounds like the way that I choose the president of the United States. <laughs> and we've talked about this. I will never consider voting for somebody that I don't think can name at least one song from Van Halen. Yeah, just got to get one. It could be Van Hagar. It could be Van Halen. Got to name at least one song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would never vote for him, but I think Joe Biden could name a Van Halen song. Even in his current state, you think if you said yes. one Van Halen song. You can't tell me that he and Hunter haven't turned up Panama on the, the Corvette <laughs> and drove around with all the classified documents blown out of the back. <laughs> right. So... I think Donald Trump could most certainly name yeah. a Van Halen song. Yeah. What about Mike Pence? Could Mike Pence name a Van Halen song? I think if Mike Pence is going to name a Van Halen song, it's going to be the obvious jump because that was the hit that was played on the radio. That's going to be the one that he's familiar no with. Way. Rob, you got to work for the no dude. way. There, no, you don't think no, so? No, I don't think he could. I don't think if you if you hit him right now, I think he'd give you that blank stare that he has, and then he'd give you some. He'd tell you everything you need to know about the band afterwards, but I don't think he could name a song. Could hmm. Tim Scott name a Van Halen song? Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah. He, he's young enough that he, he, yeah, he knows the music. Nikki Haley. Mm, of course. She's probably on the treadmill. I think she could name a Van Halen song. Out. Yeah. At least one. Mm-hmm. She would get Running With The Devil, or she would get at least one of them. Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to say no. Really? I don't think that he could name... He's young, so I don't think he would be able to pull that off. He's got to be at least 35. He's running for president. Yeah. 
I think he could. Here's the thing with Van Halen. They've been in so many commercials and stuff over the years that even if you weren't there for the music of when it was a thing, you've had to have heard their stuff. It's been in so many movies. Right. We're all under agreeing here that DeSantis could name a Van Halen Absolutely. song. Absolutely. He's your leader in the clubhouse in terms of a total amount of Van Halen songs mm-hmm. named. RFK Jr. Mm. No way. I'm going to say yes. You think so? I think he would, yeah. Which song do you think he'd name? Uh, I think he could probably name a couple. I think he would go Jump, because Jump, if you're doing Family Feud here, it's the number one answer on yeah. the board. Yeah. It was a monster right when MTV was coming into its prime, and the video with Diamond Dave. Mm-hmm. I think he could also probably give you Panama and or Running With The Devil. What about Marianne Williamson? No way. Nah? I don't she, think so. She's not getting dreams. <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> she would go with the Van Halen where they brought in that loser from Extreme <laughs> and name one of those songs. <laughs> Gary Sharon, was that who it was That's they brought right. in? Remember remember Crystal Clear Pepsi? Yes. Yeah. And No Tomorrow, I think No Tomorrow. Right which, now. That's Van Hagar, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was the theme song. I loved Crystal Clear Pepsi because I could put it in a glass and my mother thought I was drinking water. And she was so proud of me. Look at all this water you're drinking. Paying no attention to the fact that all the Crystal Clear Pepsis had just disappeared. <laughs> there was a great SNL sketch, and I think it was Will Ferrell, where he had the Crystal Clear Gravy. <laughs> Uh-huh. They're playing That's basketball. That's what I think of every time he says that. The back, the basketball pickup game at the park, and <laughs> afterwards they've got the chicken and they're pouring the crystal gravy all over the top of it. So good. So I think we've named all the main players, right? Yeah. Did I leave anybody out? What about That's- Aza Hutchinson? No, I'm going to say no. No, there's no, no. way. He's, he, he's not naming a, a Van Halen song. <laughs> I think it's song. a great standard you have. If you can't name a Van Halen song, you don't deserve to be president. And there needs to be some sort of rubrics here where, all right, we've got people that can name a Van Halen song. Now, have they been to Wendy's? Yeah. And once you crunch the numbers <laughs> yeah. and calculate all the stats, that's who your president needs to be. Yeah, what's that thing where the things cross over inside the circle? What's a like Venn a, diagram. Venn diagram. Venn diagram. Yes, that's right. <laughs> right. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, two. Tuesdays with Tony. We'll have the biggest stories of the day and we'll have a good time. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.